Welcome everyone to Crypto Chat with Chapo. This is a podcast dedicated to all things crypto and NFTs. If you're looking for some insightful conversations with experts in the new developments in the crypto world and some general information on cryptocurrency, this is the podcast for you. I discuss all things crypto related through the lens of NFTs, crypto, and its leaders in the space. If you're interested in learning, we have you covered. It's unbiased information, little more laid back than the typical crypto podcast. Join me and come chat with us anytime for insightful, irreverent, and all-around fun about the latest and greatest in crypto. Hey, what's good, everybody? Today is Tuesday, December 6, 2022. This is episode number 125 with Crypto Chat with Chapo. I have struggled in the last few days keeping track of what episode we're on. You'd think it'd be easy for me to remember. Um, however, I think yesterday I misspoke about what episode it was. Perhaps I, I'm not completely sure, but I double checked today. We are on episode 125. After we check in with prices, I'm going to talk a little bit. It's it's more of like an opinion piece. Well, technically they're all opinion pieces, but you get the idea. It has to do with products and crypto and just in general when it comes to getting what we pay for, if that makes sense. So, of course, the big news here in the 24-hour time period since the last episode, since I recorded the last episode, markets were looking really green. Yesterday, early in the day, everything looked strong, even though I wasn't buying into the fact that we are returning to a bull market quite yet. Then in the overnight or in the evening, things began to crumble and prices began to drop. So it looks like there is a little bit of a bounce this morning, maybe a smidge. I know when I checked a few times earlier, Bitcoin dropped under 17000 temporarily. Right now it is at $17,020, which is down 1.5%. In the 24 hour time frame, Ethereum's down 2.6%, trading at 12.58. BNB sliding down again. Remember, it was up over 300 for a while. It's at 288 now. XRP down to 38 cents. Doge at 10 cents. Cardano back to its 31 cents. Matic is down to 91. Everything is down essentially. Solana is slightly up, trading at 14. 11. Avalanche is down 2.8%. If you're looking at the type, top 100, there are very few that are up. One that's up pretty decently right now is Axie Infinity, which is up to, up to $9.25, which is up 9.2% in the last 24 hours. And on the seven-day, it's up. 40%. So not exactly sure what's going on with Axie. I don't follow the project. I don't own any. I'm not really interested in it. That being said, there definitely could be money made from the protocol financial advice. There really is not much in the top 100 that's had much of a positive arc in the last 24 hours. There's a few but not a lot. Frack share is up 5.4%, trading at 5.35. That And Frack share is up 14.4% on the last seven days. But once you get down to 
you know, the top 100, I would say there's a handful green, maybe 15, maybe. It could be less than that. I didn't actually count them, but it, it seems like most of the protocols are hurting in a 24-hour time frame. So let's talk a little bit about this concept of getting what you pay for. And let's start with a story about my internet. So I have, at this current time, I use Mediacom, which I don't know if that's a regional company, a national company. It's, it's common around in the Midwest, which I pay way too much for around $150 a month for the advertised one gigabyte plan. And then it has a upload. I mean, there are limits in on to how much data that I can use. So I can't remember the specifics, 4,000 gigabytes, maybe uh, a month, something along that line, which may seem like a lot to a lot of you. However, when you have a fan, a large family like I do, you know, I'm my fiance has four kids and I have three and when we're all together, that's nine of us. Add in all the devices, add in all the console games, you know, we're playing Call of Duty, Fortnite, everybody's watching YouTube videos. I use IPTV, Netflix, Hulu, yada, yada, yada. There's a massive amount of data that we need. I haven't ever hit the, the limit of it, which I've actually been kind of close on a few occasions. I also, from time to time, have perhaps downloaded movies of that nature. Mediacom is pretty strict in enforcing guidelines as they see them for digital rights, etc. It is what it is. So, well, let's put it to you this way. After I went through a divorce a few years ago, I moved into this new house. It was in August of 2018, I want to say. Gosh, really, 2018, that's crazy. Now that I think about it, August of 2018, I immediately got my hands on an Avengers movie. And within three days of moving in with my new internet, I got a warning for <laughs> pirating material from Mediacom. So, you know, I've had to take steps to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Anyway, so I have been exploring the opportunity, which would be new for our community, to get fiber optic internet with one gig speeds. It was going to be cheaper. It was, it's $100 a month. And since this is a new service or product offered in our community, I've had to wait a little bit of a while to get it hooked up. So here's the plan. One gig, unlimited downloads and uploads. They were saying one gig download, one gig upload, and no caps, no throttling, etc. Exactly what I'm looking for. So they come do the install the other day and 
I was uh, visiting my mom who has Alzheimer's and my fiance texts me a picture as they were installing it of the internet speed and it was 290 megabit, megabits per second. That's what it maxed out at. Needless to say, I was extremely frustrated with that. And I called and the company said, well, the reason for that is you have other devices connected to the router. And my response was, well, of course we do. We have people living in the house. No one is going to buy an internet where it will advertise one gig unless you have something connected to it. Then, then we can't promise anything. So I was really frustrated and I, and I totally get, I know enough about technology and internet and routers and, and such just enough to be dangerous. And I understand that you're not going to get that one gig. I do understand that if people are on there, I totally understand that that is the reality of it. You know, I would, I would be okay with anything, you know, around 700 to a thousand uh, megabytes per second. Because that's usually what I get with Mediacom, depending on the number of people that are on the internet at, at the given time. So through this discussion, I know I'm taking a long story to explain this, but we'll tie it into crypto in a second here. And through all this, they, the company I called and complained, and they said, well, you have a router that doesn't support, that's the max it supports. Keep in mind that they, the company, the fiber up company provided the modem, a router. Now, to me, that is absurd that you're going to advertise a product and then permit your installers to put in a product that won't even allow you to remotely approach the speeds that you are paying for. And I called and complained and they were supposed to call me back and they haven't. And it's not even close to where it should be. So how does that relate to crypto? Well, one, this is the one that I really wanted to touch on. And it doesn't really have so much to do with a specific protocol or anything of that nature, but the general sense that a lot of people a lot of businesses, governments, regulators, what have you, are attempting to put a stranglehold on crypto. There's lots of different reasons for that, certainly. But the one that I'm going to talk about that to me is just infuriating, only because I think it hurts crypto. Not because it necessarily impacts me directly, which this is just bizarre to me to begin with. So there is apparently a war. Mm, I wouldn't call it a war. I would almost as a pissing match between two companies. So this is it. So Coinbase, and this came out a few days ago, Coinbase says Apple is demanding 30% cut of NFT gas fees before allowing a digital wallet date. Now, 
this is where the, the pissing match comes in. So Apple, and this is one of the reasons why I don't use an iPhone. One of the many. I, I don't like the product that much. Every, a lot of people love it. I'm an Android guy. I like to be able, the idea that I can, you know, mod my firmware a little bit. I have more, I feel like I have more flexibility of what I do with my phone. And this just further solidifies my distaste for Apple. And if you want to argue with me, fine. I, it doesn't bother me. I, could I see myself have an iPhone day someday? Well, maybe, maybe. But I have had I had one one time for like a month and I hated it. And I've been Android ever since I've started with phones. So this is big because Apple is saying that if you are selling your, if you have an app in our app store, if it has basically anything to do with crypto, then you have to pay the Apple ecosystem a cut of the fees that you are getting or whatever whatever the product may be. So my, my question is, are, are consumers going to tolerate this? My guess is probably yes. I don't think at this point there are enough crypto users in the world that really can impact this policy. But let's say, what is going to stop Apple from demanding the same thing for MetaMask? Demanding the same thing from any kind of app in which Rainbow Wall, anything that you trade in their marketplace, who's to say that they cannot? I know they can. They can simply kick the people out of the ecosystem. So all the people that are using iPhones will not be able to really participate in a lot of these crypto things until this is solved. To me, this is just... It's it's disgusting and wrong. If If you're asking me, you're not asking me, but you get to listen to me complain about this because it's not right. Think of all of the revenue that these startups or these crypto apps or companies, whatever you want to call them, are going to be losing because Apple wants to take their revenue. And that's exactly the way I see it. I don't think it's a good look for Apple. They probably don't care. I do think that if things like this will continue, I do think on the long arc of things, Apple will lose some customers. I could be totally wrong on that. I'm not real sure. I just think it's bull, bull crap. And I don't even own an iPhone. My, my boys do. And eventually, you know, as I'm helping them learn the space when they become more interested, they only own a couple of NFTs and I've helped them just a little bit learn. I just don't see how we can tolerate as consumers larger brands dictating what we can and cannot use if we want to use their phone. Now, to some degree, that's a yes. You can't install an Android app on an iPhone. But Apple is going to be, if this 
kicks through it. I mean, they could be killing a, a big portion of crypto apps inside the Apple App Store because they are going to be taking fee. A 30% cut is huge, huge. I hope that Coinbase can find a resolution to this because I think it's just ridiculous that we allow it and people are tolerating this. It's just not, it's just not right. So my, my thought would be if you like to trade on your phone, which I do a little bit on my phone, I mostly do it on a PC because that's the way I like to do it. Some people trade on the phone. I'm just, I'm just not a big fan of it, but I do like the idea of being able to open up my wallet and and send an NFT to somebody, whether it's my son or my fiance or whatever, or some funds, and I can just do that right on my Android phone. But Apple is is going to, or they are limiting, limiting, limiting the functionality, which is going to hurt crypto, which is a problem. People need to band together, rise up, and say that we're not going to tolerate this kind of behavior. We're not going to allow your app store to dictate to other apps a cut of something that isn't really or doesn't have anything to do with that. I just, I just don't understand it, and, and I don't like it. So sorry for the long rambling. I just wanted to a touch base on that and get people to see that decisions made by other entities can severely impact your ability to use crypto. And it's just another example of people trying to control the funds that are rightly yours and take a slice of it, which I don't agree with. This has been episode number 125 with Crypto Chat with Chapo. As always, be in the present moment. Be in the here and now. Get outside, get some fresh air. Learn something new today. And as always, have an amazing day. This has been Chapo. The podcast is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information contained in or provided from or through this podcast is not intended to be and does not constitute financial advice, investment advice, trading advice, or any other device. You understand that you're using any and all of the information on this podcast or through this podcast at your own risk.